Welcome to this edition of the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm Larry Lannon. Honored to have with me today Todd Zimmerman of the Fisher City Council and Jake Reardon McSoley, Director of Recreation and Wellness for the City of Fishers, to talk about a very big announcement by the city. So, Todd and, and Jake, welcome. Great to have both of you with us. A lot to talk about today. Thank you, Larry, Thanks for having, for having us on. on. Yep. Well, let me start. Uh, let me start with you, Todd, because um, I can recall that we have had one or more podcasts where we have talked about the survey that was done, what two years ago or so, with residents. Thirty-five hundred people uh, responded, talked about what they wanted in a recreation or community center, and I think between uh, the center that we're uh, that the city is announcing today. And also, uh, looking at what uh, was going to be included in the new city hall under construction, uh, it would appear to me that you, you've hit all the high notes. Talk about the survey and how close this the, this announcement today comes to that. Yeah, Larry, thank you once again for having us on and, and all the work you do locally for Fishers. We really just appreciate you, and I know my family does, and just a lot of the residents. So thank you once again for what you do. Um, yeah, so it was two years ago, uh, I believe it was January or February, something like that of 21, and uh, put a survey out to the residents of Fishers, asking them what they would like to see in a recreation center. Uh, you know, a lot of times in in government, it's, it's you decide on a specific project and, the, you know, council may be involved and economic development may be involved and that kind of thing. But wow, to have the community come together and mold and shape this in what they wanted to see, it's, it's exciting. It, it really birthed two entities. And Larry, we want to get to that, but two different types of entities in, in, with regard to this. Well, Jake, I'm going to bring you in on this now because uh, this is an amazing facility you're, you're uh, announcing. Over 100,000 square feet, which uh, we'll talk about the location. It wasn't easy finding a location, I'm sure. But all the different things in here, I just a dog park. The dog lovers are going to absolutely love this place. Uh, walking and running track, and I can assure you, uh, as my, at my age, I'll be walking, not running, if I use that track. If I use that track. But, uh, Jake, talk about what all is involved here. Yeah, so so exciting for the community. And as a resident, I know uh, my family is going to be really excited for this uh, awesome center. But uh, we really think it's inclusive for everyone here in Fishers and surrounding areas. Um, it's over 100,000 square feet, about 105,000 square feet, all said. It will include a, approximately a two-acre dog park. Uh, and we've heard from a lot of residents that there's a lot of pent up demand for dog, a dog park in our community, uh, in addition to the ones we already have around the city. Um, it also is going to have a variety of things that we really hope at the essence and the spirit of what this facility is all about is strengthening community, building community, bringing people together, getting people to get to know each other and, you know, have fun together. Uh, but included, there's going to be a very large, about 5,300 square foot playground structure indoors uh, that residents and anyone in the community can use uh, any month of the year. There's going to be a cafe. There's going to be a uh, three indoor athletic courts that can be used for a variety of things, including uh, basketball, of course, since we're in Indiana, but also it can be nine pickleball courts. And we know there's a certain demographic here in Fishers that's going to be really excited about that. 
we do have all kinds of opportunities for the community to come out and use community rooms. We have multi-purpose rooms. The health department is going to be a part of this uh, structure. The large wellness uh, floor with all kinds of cardio and strength equipment, functional fitness equipment, as well as uh, a spin studio and two uh, group exercise studios, as well as a uh, nice indoor walking track, walk running track. And then what I think is sort of the capstone, the exclamation point is our aquatic center. Um, uh, it's going to be pretty fantastic. Four indoor lap lanes, uh, indoor rock climbing wall with a splash zone. Uh, zero depth entry, warm water pool, separate body, two separate bodies of water that will be great for uh, swim lessons, but also recreation. There's going to be a, a two-story slide that penetrates through an outdoor wall and comes back inside uh, to that and dumps into that pool. There's going to be all kinds of splash features for families to enjoy together. Um, and we think it's going to be something for, for everybody uh, in that pool area for sure. Also a pretty robust childcare area for kids six uh, weeks up to 12 years old, uh, different areas and fun things to do. I don't know, Jake, <clears throat> excuse me, in the winter months, you may have a line outside the building trying to get into the pickleball court, but uh, I guess we'll find out. And the aquatic center will be busy also. But uh, one thing, uh, Todd, that I, I noticed in looking at the announcement, uh, uh, you sort of touched on this earlier, it seems to me that uh, this is going to be more than just everything that Jake talked about, but it's going to be a kind of a gathering center, a place where large numbers of people can gather as, a, as sort of a community. Is this something you were looking for as, as part of this process? Yeah. So even years before COVID, we had talked about this, you know, an idea and trying to figure out how, how does it work in our community. When COVID hit, you know, it was one of those things where, Community was so valued. People realized the value of community even more. And so coming out of this, being able to announce this type of project, we've worked on a couple of years now to formulate it, get residents feedback, including the arts, uh, Larry, that, that'll be part of the city hall uh, feature. We're, we're birthed out of this. And it's people want to come together. They want to be together. They want to recreate. And the dog park always also brings people together. Larry, when I go door to door on political stuff or just, you know, connecting or whatever, there are more dogs in Fishers than people. And there are a lot of people in Fishers. And I've got two dogs myself. So it's, 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 it's definitely, as Jake was saying, it's definitely needed. It was asked for in the survey and we're going to deliver. Hey, even in my neighborhood, I see people with four dogs being walked at once. And I don't know how who's walking the dog. The dog is walking the human in that case, but yes, dogs are very popular here. Uh, Jake, talk a little bit uh, about the process because it took a while for this all to come together. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so it started really with what you described. Todd uh, had the opportunity to chair a steering committee and launch this survey to kind of find out what the community wanted and what appetite there was for a variety of amenities and recreational um, you know, concepts and got great feedback. About 3,500 um, residents gave their input and really kind of used that to start forming the idea for this community center project. Um, we, we were able to kind of get some designs going, refine those designs, and then location really was important. Um, there, there's uh, a variety of residents living in a variety of parts of Fishers, but what we really felt strongly was we wanted a location that would serve all of Fishers. And we do feel like we've hit a home run and we are able to deliver that. It's uh, where it's going to be located. We think will really 
be a, a quick drive, a quick commute. It's walkability, bikeability, uh, very well connected and, and kind of right in the heart of our community for all Fisheries residents. Yeah, Todd, let me talk more about the location because for people who are uh, longtime uh, people who lived in Fishers, such as you and I, it's known as the Johnson Farm. It's right there at 121st and Hoosier Road. And I think one of your challenges when you were looking at uh, where to put this is to find a, a site that was big enough, but you found one. Yeah, so this was a long process, as Jake knows, and the mayor you know, walked through as well. Uh, but really trying to find a central location Wanted to make sure it was not something that is competing against existing businesses. That's not the purpose of this. This was really something to a, a needed uh, component to the lives uh, of, of our Fishers residents. And it is the dead center, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's the dead center of Fishers. And so it just happened to be the perfect location. Very thankful for the Johnson family and and just being you know being part of that process and and uh, just just excited for this announcement. Yeah, the Johnson family is even quoted in the news release announcing this. They're excited about being a part of it. I'm sure it was took a while to get there, but now that we're there, it's it's good to see everybody is on board. Uh, Jake, I want to talk uh, about. The membership discounts, you know, what it will cost to come in there, uh, resident versus non-resident. Can it tell us, uh, you know, what, what the rules of the road will be for accessing this facility? Yeah. So there will be a number of parts to this facility that will be free of charge for anyone, um, residents, non-residents. I'll let Todd kind of talk to that a little bit more here in a moment. But there is going to be a membership structure for usage of the majority of the facility. And that membership structure will be really based on uh, market rates. So like uh, facilities, similar kind of health and wellness facilities, really right in line with those. And we intentionally do not want to undercut uh, all of the great, uh, you know, private and nonprofit sector health and wellness organizations out there. We also don't want to have an inflated price. So we're going to be really right in line with all of those organizations uh, when we do open our doors uh, here in a couple of years. We also do plan on having some very specific uh, discounts. There will be some discounts for Fishers residents. Uh, there's also going to be discounts for active duty and um, veteran uh, military. There's going to be discounts for free and reduced lunch families and and then a variety of other uh, opportunities with various insurance uh, discounts and. Um, corporate membership discounts, those kinds of things. But it, members and residents can really expect to kind of have a similar fee structure that they would find in a lot of like uh, providers. And uh, Todd, I'm sure you're, you're not quite in a position yet to announce, uh, for instance, what the exact fees are going to be or what the membership fee will be, resident versus non-resident. Jake sort of talked about that. But uh, I think uh, his point is also important that, uh, you know, he came from the YMCA here in Fishers. I don't think there's any intent to compete with the Y or any, any private sector. You're trying to complement that. But talk a little bit about how you envision this, this fee structure. Well, I, first of all, the, the free aspect. I think the number one thing is we want – people to feel that community and sense of community and be able to take part in this and part and partial to, to it uh, with, by being free. Okay. So some of the items will be free. One of it is a 5,300 square foot indoor 
playground that's two stories. Larry, that's pretty exciting. I think that's going to be, hopefully people are cheering at that right there. It's going to be extensive. It's going to be exciting. And that that part will be free. There'll be a large cafe, uh, indoor gathering place where, you know, parents, residents, uh, grandparents, whoever can come in and they can maybe get some work done, have a meal together while the kids enjoy uh, the playground or the indoor track. The the third component there is the indoor track that will be free to everyone. So, you know, we, our weather in Indiana is sometimes wonderful and a lot of times not. And so whether it's the heat of the day or it's dead winter, you can get in and, and the kids can play in the indoor uh, park, but they also can uh, enjoy the track, you know, whether it's a stay at home mom or dad um, um, or whatever, just needs to get out of the house a little bit walk the trail upstairs it'll be it'll be fantastic yeah jake talk a little bit about uh, the indoor pool i mean uh, to talk uh, how big will it be how many people can it handle because i've got a feeling <clears throat> excuse me that's going to be a, a year-round amenity people will be looking to use yes i i think so i really think it's going to be a wow factor for the whole community um so there's there's two separate bodies of water in the aquatic center there's a cooler water lap lane pool and that's going to include four 25 yard lap lanes uh adjacent and kind of built into that model there's also a part with a dedicated rock wall like climbing wall area so there's a really fun uh climbing wall comes straight out of the water and uh you just kind of fall back into what they call splash zone and that's kind of got its dedicated space right off of those four lap lanes in one pool uh that pool starts at about uh, three feet and goes as deep as eight feet and can be used for a variety of things. Everything from lap swimming, water walking, uh, aqua aerobics. Uh, we envision some fun programming with that rock wall um, and more. Across the way in the same aquatic center on the same deck, we have a warm water pool that's zero depth entry. It does uh, gradually build down to about three and a half to four feet, I believe, right at the uh, exit chute for the slide. There is that slide that I mentioned, a number of splash features that can be turned on and off. Uh, So the nice thing is we can have kind of an open uh, family swim night and turn on all of the splash features and dump buckets and everybody can have a great time. Or we can turn them off and it becomes a really great pool for learn to swim or even arthritis uh, focused classes that really need that zero depth entry as well as the warm water. Also, a couple really, I think, um, important accessibility options for these pools. We are going to have a water wheelchair available for all residents. And there's also a double handrail approach in the warm water uh, specific lane just for folks that might be a little bit mobility challenged uh, for getting down into the water. Uh, And then, of course, we're going to have a ADA accessible uh, uh, seat chair that will kind of provide access for the larger pool as well. So. Uh, capacity for quite a few folks to enjoy um, the water on both sides of that. And eventually, in a phase two yet to be determined, we do anticipate having an outdoor aquatic uh, amenity for the community as well. You know, Todd, uh, one of the members of your city council, uh, Cecilia Koble, was key in getting a disability committee put together as a permanent uh, fixture in the city. And as I understand it, um, you know, the uh, people putting this together, yourself, Jake, and others, uh, did consult with uh, 
people uh, in the city who to make sure that people with disabilities have have access to this. Talk about that for a second, Todd. Yeah, we want this place to be welcoming to all, accessible to all. And that's really key to Fishers. That's the key to our vision. And we want to make sure that we put our money where our mouth is, so to speak, and make sure we walk out those things. It's easy to say stuff, maybe politically, or try to get people charged up, you know, and, and take action. But you want to make sure you actually deliver. And so Cecilia has done a wonderful job over the years. Um, it's it's interesting, you know, Larry, back in the beginning, we would be at the very beginning, we'd be competitors for each other, right, for council and, and running. And I will say over and over again, no matter what this campaign trailer or whatever, she's done a fantastic job of bringing people together and and really holding accountable developers and, and the city, quite frankly, to the disability needs. So my accessibility need is great. It's vast. And I, I'm excited about the opportunity for us to deliver in that key area. You know, Jake, you mentioned earlier that the Fisher's Health Department will have a new home in this this facility. And anyone who's been to the Fisher's Health Department headquarters now will tell you, I mean, they do the best they can, but they are more than a little cramped. So this will be a welcome uh, new home for them. Yes, you're right. I was over at the health department this morning and 100% accurate, Larry, and they're very excited about this plan. They also have been very involved in this. And by design, we actually have them right as you walk in the door. They're one of the first things you see. They want to be front and center. We don't want them to be kind of hidden away. We want them to be very, very visible to the whole community. And we really envision this being a great partnership uh, with the health department and really the city and this community center to serve our residents um, in a big way. So we we have some, some fun plans there, but they're gonna have a pretty significant space, lobby, several clinic rooms, uh, several offices, some back area, lot, lots of um, uh, planning, and, and they're you know poised for some growth in the years ahead, so we're excited. There was some talk about, uh, Jake, uh, putting Parker Recreation there. Are they gonna stay where they're at or are they going into the new facility? They, they are not moving. The current parks and recreation team will be staying in their current offices um, at Hub and Spoke, which I think is appropriate. You know, we serve a, a large city and it's good to spread out and have, you know, um, different parts of the team serving different parts of the community. But this will be a part of the parks and rec uh, department. It's just going to have its own sort of team working in it. So it won't have the current team uh, embedded inside of it. Well, Todd, I want to talk about finances, if I can. I, I don't know how many communities, not just in Indiana, but in the nation, could somehow find a way to finance a new City Hall Arts Center, uh, a new event center, and on top of that, a new community center. Now, so without touching the property tax rate, now there was a food and beverage tax to partially fund the event center, but uh, to be able to, to issue all these bonds, and there'll be a bond issue of $60 million for this facility, um, uh, that, I mean, you've, you've got to have a mayor that understands municipal finance uh, to get that done. Yeah, well, it, it goes back to vision, Larry. It goes back to a vision that, you know, residents had to decide which path they wanted to go down. And we went on, on a path of, you know, as the mayor laid out and then you know, the majority of city council continues to uh, support is, is a really strong grow the business tax base, right? Bring 
bring businesses really from around the world to fishers. And when that happens, job growth it happens, the economic impact to fishers and, 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 and really the region just continues to grow. And it's, it's because of strong vision and you have to take risks in life to really see the reward. So uh, what, what is exciting is tax rates okay, continue to go down. Uh, I, you know, the mayor spoke with me that he believes that's, you know, the next, next step for even our next budget. You know, that's the plan. We'll see what happens, but that's the plan. But yes, you're right. If we have not had to raise taxes to, to do this, this is something that because of that vision and that strength and leadership that we're able to see, um, realizations of some exciting things for Fisher's residents. And, uh, uh Jake, of course, uh, if you look at, uh, how this all came together. You were planning this at a time when construction costs were going through the roof. It stabilized a lot now, but it's certainly when you were in the planning stage is quite uh, volatile at that time. Talk about, uh, there are different, well, I should put it this way, there are different methods you can use to build a public building. How do you plan on, on uh, putting this all together as far as how to get this building constructed? Yeah, we great question. And you're correct. We did budget out for this building during probably the worst pricing in the last 50 years for that industry. So uh, we actually hope that might become a big win as we get into breaking ground and getting actual bids and may be able to realize some savings uh, that, you know, because we budgeted for really uh, high pricing, maybe we can find some savings to reinvest in the building a little bit. But uh, we're excited. I think this is going to be a phenomenal facility. There is infrastructure that goes along with that. So the land is a part of that, you know, creating the infrastructure for people to get into the parking lot and through uh, the property is going to be important, both for cars and for walkers and, and bikers. Um, so all those things are considerations. I think it's going to be, you know, about a 18 to 20 month construction cycle uh, for all said and done once we do break ground. Um, but as Todd mentioned, I mean, we're really fortunate to live in a community that's been so forward thinking, really focused on economic development. And then now, because of that, we're able to turn the chapter to quality of life and culture of health and investing in the community for the future. And that's kind of why we're able to afford these things without raising taxes and uh, and and really being a strong financial place, uh, you know, at the end of the day, after all these projects are taken down um, says a lot to what our community is all about. And you know, Todd, one thing you and I talked about uh, some time ago, dealing with this as you were beginning to look at the plans and looking at the survey results, when you were trying to uh, map out a place to put this, you wanted to make sure that if in the future there was uh, a, a desire to expand it or make it a bigger facility, you do have room out there to do that, do you not? Yeah, we do. And that's that's what's also exciting about this. We're not boxed in. Uh, we're able to, you know, uh, get this going, move it along, see what the see what the response is and result is, which I think is going to be fantastic. And quite frankly, I think it's going to be stuff, you know, the the indoor playground itself, you know, we kind of we kind of wrestled around with that. And I think we landed at the right spot because it's it's going to be packed and it's going to be gigantic and it's also going to be packed. So that's exciting. But, yeah, we, we will have uh, room to expand if 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 we choose to do so and if the needs there. Once again, it's based on the residents need. Right. You don't want to do it just to do it. You want to make sure you're good stewards with tax money. 
but we feel like this is an op- this is an opportunity to bring our community together and also really spills over Larry once again to the results of that survey what what came out of there that I didn't realize and I had a blind spot to it was the arts and what 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 resulted out of that was then the opportunity to have an arts uh, component to this in a separate building because we felt like it was so important that it needed to have its own space as well. Well, we're almost out of time, so I'm going to ask each of you just to wrap it up. There's so much involved in this facility. We've talked about many aspects of it. You've touched many of them. Uh, Jake, I'm going to give you one last chance. Anything else you uh, would like to say about this uh, facility uh, before we wrap this podcast up? You know, I would just say I think this is a uh, exciting uh, community center that's really going to be a marker and kind of a hub for the whole city of Fishers. Uh, Fishers has grown exponentially, as you're well aware, and there's a lot of great providers, uh, nonprofit and for-profit for health and wellness. This, I think, is a perfect complement to what's already in the community, and it's exciting, and I think it's uh, really centrally located, and, and at the end of the day, it's all about building community getting people together, strengthening community, all the small communities that happen in group exercise classes and pickleball uh, games and picking up at childcare and day camps and all of the things that this building is going to have. It, it is a brick and mortar building, but it's so much more than that. It's really a beacon for community. So Todd Zimmerman, uh, same question for you. I just want to say a couple thank yous. Thank you to the Fishers residents for responding. We were overwhelmed with the response in a positive way what it was about 3500 something like that uh responses that we received individual responses from community members uh expressing their desires and wants and needs for a rec center so thank you so fishers residents you're the ones that created this you're the ones that had asked for this and and we we look forward to delivering that then finally thank you to the johnson family uh just a deep thank you for connecting the past and the present of Fishers to deliver the future, a future opportunity for our, our residents to be able to recreate together and to remember, you know, that that Johnson family name carry on, you know, as part of this. I just think it's it's exciting. Well, great. And one, I do have one last question for Jake. Do you have any idea when you'll know what the rate structure will be for the memberships? You talk, I mean, Todd talked about several different levels of, of membership. Some parts of the facility will be free. Some will require some level of membership. Uh, when do you expect we'll be, we'll be a lot closer to the opening before we know that? Yeah, it will. I mean, we, uh, Larry, we built out pro formas and did our due diligence prior to contemplating, you know, this building. That said, I mean, everything changes a little bit each year economically. And so we don't really know what the world's going to look like in 2025 when the doors open. Um, so we're, you know, we're not going to release exact pricing for all the structures, but I can tell you there, there's going to be different options for families, individuals, um, and, and everything in between. I think it's going to be competitively priced and affordable. I think it's going to have uh, you know, some discounts that we feel really good about partnering with those that need it the most in our community. Um, and so we'll release that information a little bit closer when it's finalized to uh, opening. Okay. Well, gentlemen, th- and, and Todd Zimmerman, thank you for the very kind words you spoke about me earlier. We very much appreciate it. But uh, we've been talking to Todd Zimmerman, 
councilman at large for the Fisher City Council and involved in this community center plan from the very beginning, and Jake Reardon McSoley, Director of Recreation and Wellness for the City of Fishers. Gentlemen, thank you very much for talking to me on a very big day for Fishers. Thanks so much, Larry. Larry.